going on blacks and everybody in between i am josh rogers i am brian Hare, and we're your two favorite friendly neighborhood casa negroes we are back for another episode of the jigsaw podcast your favorite yeah. podcast where we talk about how we do this thing called life but particularly we talk about the perils mm-hmm. praises the pump circumstance and the what is it the, i forgot today because it's, it's the, it's the, the perils, end of the year the, 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 perils, the, praises, the productivity and the pump, the pump circumstance of being black millennials trying to figure this thing out brian yes how are you it's always a great day to be black, brother. My God. Always. My God. I'm flustered this morning. Shabba. Why are you it's flustered this morning? Because it's just a lot. It's been a busy week. You know, mm-hmm. people are trying to give all these deliverables out for the close of the year. Not just be like, it, EOD. It, I, I am officially, you saw that video, EOD is in <laughs> December. Not even in December for me. TOJ, top of January. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm mean right now. If it because if it ain't settled, if it ain't done, people are trying to add stuff to my calendar. I've been mm-hmm. declining it all. Top of January, top of January. My yeah. calendar's already full. I'm not. I'm not rushing to meet your priority deadlines. Yeah, Let's circle, circle back at the, at the at the top of the year. Like there are some stuff I threw on the calendar like two weeks ago that needed mm-hmm. to be done. But in, at this point, it's a wrap for me. Yeah, I'm closing it out strong. Mm-hmm. December 21st is my last day until January. I'm going back to January 8th. Oh bless you! I'm taking I some actually, time. <laughs> I need to see what what my time looks like. How much time I can roll over? Because you know, mm-hmm. I usually take, the thing I usually take the last two weeks of the year off anyway. Like I plan mm-hmm. time off. Um, but again, when you work remotely, you don't really have to take time off because that's why if you don't so have any time. work to do, it's really you just you're not working anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm gonna try to see how much time I got that I can roll over, got to take off because. If I don't, if I'm all, if I have like time I need to take, I'm taking all of it. I'm really going to just be out of the office for the last two years and two weeks of the month and then call it a day. I like to take that last week and that first week of January because mm-hmm. everybody be coming back. I be yeah, like, oh, y'all can have that. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want to, I don't want to talk to y'all. Yeah, I, think we, I know my email box is going to be crazy, but y'all can have it. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like we, I have like stuff the first week of the, of the year. We have like our national sales conference. We have uh, kickoffs and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like there's like stuff like fourth, fifth, sixth. Well, you know, of course, you know, fifth. You know, mm-hmm. is the thing. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a national holiday. Um, so, you know, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. of that nature. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, January is already already booked and busy. Already booked and busy. Yeah, it don't get yeah. real busy for me until like February, but I feel like that's going to change soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I believe it. Felice Navidad. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, some, some great things have happened in the National Basketball Association. They have. The Los Angeles Lakers won the first ever in season tournament. How first do you feel ever. about that? Uh, I feel great about it. I felt like it was it was kind of a is it like a real thing. Is it like to be really celebrated? Like, what is this uh, season? What's the I point? I feel like in the going forward, I feel like it's going to be an important part of the season. Um, why? From, listen, I think from listening to other basketball players talk okay. about it, um, it gives some level of competition at the beginning of the season because you know people come in and they just try to you know just go on through the season. Um, it's if you win, you get five hundred thousand dollars, so that can like make or break some you know a person that's at the end of the bench per person. Yeah, per person. Okay. 
Yeah, so uh, if you win it, you get $500,000. Um, I just feel like it's just another wrinkle into the NBA to kind of add some, some you know, interest, you know, um, some – because truth be told, you know, a lot of people don't watch the NBA until the playoffs because it's not really competitive until the playoffs. So these in-season games – As a sports analyst, I have to agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and honestly, truth be told, man, I haven't watched I – I can't say I've watched like a whole liquor game since the beginning of the season. And we already in December. Um, maybe one, maybe two. And I didn't even watch the in-season one because I've just been busy. But what I've been saying, the ratings for those Monday night, Friday night games or whatever have been much higher and the the level of competition like the Lakers all they those games they played hard but then the non you know in season tournament games they was just just out there just out there right you so, think it's because they don't believe they're um they're title contenders this year um so this was their this was their this was their trophy a little bit i feel like I feel like LeBron is image conscious. Like he, everything's about image and legacy. So, what is he chasing at this point, though? I th- he he wants to be the greatest of all time. He's chasing Michael Jordan, who's I'm sh- I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, because I was just cha- about to say that. Yeah, he's chasing Michael Jordan because he knows that he has to stack the deck so high because Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. But you can know what I mean? Can, can I just say something? Say it. I know all the girlies who love LeBron mm-hmm. and, you know, would ride him, you know, to the old town road. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Personally, mm-hmm. stats aside, just culturally, mm-hmm. I think this new generation probably will uplift, you know, the LeBrons, the KDs a lot more. Uh-huh. But I think when you look at just complete, as we talk about music, as we're going deeper into this episode, mm-hmm. we talk about complete bodies of work. Yeah. I don't know that. I think LeBron can keep stacking and keep stacking. Mm-hmm. And I still don't think he's going to ever pass Michael Jordan in terms of just collective goatness, right? Mm-mm. I think we can have the conversation that will argue, that will mm-hmm. suggest, that will do all the things. But I think one of the biggest things, I think him stacking actually works against his favor. Mm. Because what they're going to say is, it didn't take Michael to do, he had to do all that. Mm-mm. He had to play 50 years. Mm-mm. He had to do all that. He didn't, he didn't have to switch three, four, ten. Like, Everything that LeBron is doing, like it's, I'm not going to discredit him because you yeah. can't take away the man's accolades, his athleticism, yeah. everything. Like he's 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 an amazing player. Mm-hmm. But the more you do, like you said, if you continue to stack, it's going to be like. But now you're trying. Yeah. Mike didn't have to try. Mm-mm. You know, and we, and we can talk about the league who was in the league, but Mike played against some very elite players. Yeah. And what some would say a more competitive league, they were more physical at the time. Blase, blase, blah. Uh, and I'm not going to get into those things. I'm just saying, I feel like. I feel like LeBron should be in his almost Beyonce era. I ain't got mm-hmm. nothing else to prove. Yeah. I've won these things. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. And be honest, I'm only sticking around so I could possibly play a season with my son. Mm-hmm. And once that's done, I'm out of here, y'all. Like, yeah. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I feel like it, sh- it should be like, it should be like, to your point, like, yeah, like, there's like, the debate's going to be the debate regardless. You know what I'm saying? It's, sure. Yeah. He can, he can win three more championships. And niggas like me gonna be like, oh, MJ's the greatest. Like, mm-hmm. because I grew up in the MJ era. Like, we grew up mm-hmm. in the MJ era. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. basketball is what basketball is because of Michael Jordan. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Gatorade and just culturally, Jordans, like, they, they it's, a, it's a thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
And even ain't no, Le- ain't no LeBron shoes ever sold out. Not like not like on some <laughs> like niggas ain't getting shot up in LeBron. You know what I'm saying? But even considering like you know Will Chamberlain, like not Will Chamberlain, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he won on the high school level. He won in the college level. He's won in like he in essence it should be him and Michael Jordan as in the goat conversation because Kareem won on every level. He was under almost undefeated in college. You know what I'm saying? Like won five championships in the NBA. Won in you know. Defensive players of the all that kind of stuff, like so, you know, it is what it is. I'm, you know, <clears throat> I've, I'm a Jordan. I believe Jordan will be the goat forever, mm-hmm. um, even when you know times have changed. Like you said, he sat out the league for two years, came back, won three more championships. Wasn't really <laughs> shooting three points because it wasn't a three pointer league. But imagine if it was, like, how many points he would have averaged? You know, like so. Like so we can get caught on on sports because you know you're a sports analyst, I so. Am. Uh, Damn, I know so all we, can get, we can get stuck on sports all day. But yeah, I thought that was great. And then from if you go travel on down from the west mm-hmm. coast to the south, mm. Ja Morant is mm-hmm. <laughs> Ja Morant is 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 on his way back. All right, is the elephant heavy? Yes, it is. He's coming back, baby. <laughs> about three more games as of this episode. About three more games left. Uh, he's currently on trial right now for his civil lawsuit of <laughs> getting into that altercation with that young man playing some pickup basketball. Nevertheless, mm. that's not going to stop him from coming back. That is Mm-mm. what it was. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say this real quick. Since we're yeah. here, we can go to Song of the Week. I'm not condoning what Ja did. Mm-hmm. But Draymond Green is out here being a street fighter every night. <laughs> and y'all ain't suspended this man. Like He's literally attacking people every other game. There's a story almost once a month about Draymond physically assaulting people. Mm. It just happened last night or a mm. night before I just saw. Mm-hmm. And y'all suspended job to And this man gets ejected a one-game suspension and just able to come back and continues <laughs> to assault people. <laughs> John Morant literally flashed a baby gun in a, in a camera and mm-hmm. it was a big thing. Again, yeah. I'm not discredited. I'm not saying he should have did it. I'm just saying we got to look at the tapes. <laughs> we got to look at these things side by side and be like, what is the most da- – who's more likely to cause actual damage <laughs> to the NBA and its players <laughs> at right. this point? Like, can we have that conversation? Yeah. And I'm not a Draymond Green hater. I'm just saying he literally 360 slapped a dude <laughs> the other day. He put another guy in a chokehold. He has yeah, been. He, he fought his own teammate. He it's did just, actually knock him out. It's just so. It's just so many pieces of evidence of Mister Green <laughs> here that just goes. You know. Yeah, I get it. So, I, I understand. It's a. I, it's a thing. I just. I just. You know, Adam Silver. I don't know if the man has news of you somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. But clearly, you are intimidated by Mister Green, mm-hmm. and um. And it's showing. So, anyway, song of the week. Song of the week. What do we got? I, I have one. So, for people who know Brian and I, the Jigsaw Podcast is a stand account of several people that we collectively yeah. go off on. Sometimes <laughs> it's by virtue of just, you know, their antics. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the, the beautiful Dion Warwick a little bit later. Uh, surprise, um, surprise. Yeah. Surprise, I, I, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, sometimes it's because we just fall in love with their personality and their audaciousness. Mm-hmm. Richard Penniman. Um, yes. Sometimes it's not even a question. Beyonce, right? But this particular person, me and Brian both enjoy. Uh huh. Both enjoy. This is a stand, unofficial stand account of them. 
Okay. And I'm going to play one of their Christmas tunes. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. Christmas time is here again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Everybody's spreading cheer. You that 90 song. Jumping, he said it'd be just another sorry day. <laughs> sorry day without Jesus. Oh, then the second verse goes, everybody's buying gifts. This is my song, right? All of their loved ones, people spending time, everybody's having fun. Fun to me is having you in my life for the love that we share. Could never be compromised like a tricycle with four wheels, <laughs> like a diner that never serves meals. There the will be no <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Uh, a tricycle with four wheels is not a tricycle. It's not a tricycle. And a diner that don't serve meals ain't a diner. It's worthless. It's, it, ain't, it ain't what it's supposed to be. <laughs> Listen, who thinks of that? <laughs> John Prince Key. John B. Key, boy. Durham, North Carolina, outside the county outside line. Outside of the county line. What does that even mean? <laughs> Either you're from Durham or you're not, brother. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is who that blesses my soul. I love this song. I never forget hearing it as like a preteen in Memphis. They played it on the radio, and I was like, "What is this gospel thought? What is this <laughs> '90s bop? Just it just oh." Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that was Jumpy Key and a New Life Community Choir. No Christmas without you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anything, Brian? You wanna? I and I know, know. That I know that's your boy. I know you love. I know you love Reverend John. We'll, we'll talk Pastor about him John. later. We'll be talking Pastor about him John. later. Pastor John. <laughs> All right. Pastor, Pastor John P. Key. <laughs> <laughs> life community <And> choir. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. All right. All right. Make some Atlanta. <laughs> all right. Uh, with that being said, I'm still accepted. Uh, let's head on over to the Blessed Report and do it a little bit different. All right. You let's ready? do it. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the Blessed Report. We yeah. shout out black folks doing great black things. And Josh said we're going to do um, Blessed a little bit differently this time. So this is the end of the year. We want to kind of reflect and kind of tell you some of the things and services and the blacks that we you know, supported or patronized this year. Like we said all the time, we don't just celebrate and support black people um, during Black History Month and, and Juneteenth. We celebrate and support black businesses. 24 7 365 so uh josh you want to talk about a few things that you are a few businesses this year or a few of your favorite things um and then i'll go do mine yeah sure so i want to shout out my homie my one of my uh, american express leadership academy cohort members um kiana 
Marshall for many solutions. We shouted her out on the show before. Um, I want to do it again because it's a it is a service that I want to highlight here. Um, she has went full time into that thing. So if you need event planning specifically for a nonprofit, hit up my girl, Mini Solutions. That is number one. Um, number two, I think the rest of mine you probably can find in Target. I want to um, talk about our other favorite person on the podcast. One of the people we love is Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. With Via Ray, Viva Ray, um, Prosecco. Um, yeah. it, is, it is the time to celebrate. So if you're, you know, I, I'm, I'm having a little holiday shindig at my at my home mm-hmm. this weekend, and um, and there will be, you know, a curated beverage <laughs> that might that, that will feature um such such um such a prosecco. So go check that out. Um, I want to also shout out the Queen of Christmas, Jackie mm-hmm. Rogers and Green yes. Gifts. As always, I don't have on my sweater right now because my wife currently has it on. Look at God. She went into my closet, mm-hmm. found it. Well, here's the thing. God didn't want her to wear it because she was looking for it, Brian, for three days. And it was mm. right there in plain sight. She could, mm. she kept skipping over. I had to go get it for her. <laughs> but anyway, um, Green Top Gifts has Christmas apparel, Christmas bags, Christmas gift wrapping paper, all the, thi- <clears throat> all the things. And it's not just for Christmas. They have it for stuff all throughout the year, but they specialize in the mm-hmm. beauty and the joy that is Christmas. Um, I would also like to shout out, Brian, I found this out. Although, yeah. I will say this, and this may be TMI, but I don't care. I'm a Calvin Klein loyalist. Mm-hmm. It's not black owned, mm. but I love the way they take mm. care of me and my body. You feel me mm. what I'm saying? I, I hear you saying. However, mm-hmm. I did not know. I found out recently that pair of thieves at Target is black okay. owned undergarments. I'm really? sure you've seen their stuff. It's owned by black people. So I bought some of their stuff in the past. They are really comfortable. I will say their socks, underwear, t-shirts, stuff like that. Um, but go patronize. Um, yeah. I like their stuff. I make, I don't know about, I'm going to do the underoos, but the mm. socks and t-shirts. Yeah. Y'all got me. Um, so go check them out. And then last but not least, they, ha- they Black Friday sale is always amazing. Yeah. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it's always amazing. I got another box on the way. <laughs> Grabbing on Black Friday, that thing, everything on the site was $7. Why God. And the day after, it was $5. And I spent $200 on them. <laughs> I should have got some of that stuff. Reverend, I got enough stuff to last me at least through July. I know for a fact. I got braid braid conditioners, scalp treatments, deep conditioners, shampoos, leave-in mm. conditioners, oils, everything. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, so those are my favorite things. Um, some of them are repeats. Honorable mention will be Reborn Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed their I missed their drop this summer. They put out some shorts. They was Hoochie Daddy too. They was only like seven inches. That's, that's my you know, that's my kind of <laughs> length. Um, but yeah, those are my things. How about you, Brian? Uh, all right. So a few things: beards and beyond beard gloss. Um, that's something I use regularly. A beard gloss. Okay. Right. Uh, I love that. <laughs> and then my wife had her 40th birthday this year. So some people that who helped us kind of celebrate it and do it right. Uh, we had a party, a mind-blown ATL to do balloons. Uh, Lily J's Kitchen and Cocktails was at the restaurant that we had our um, had our, had our, the party at. They had a great prices. I rented out the whole spot. Um, it was it's not a big spot, but you know, Brian's a baller. Did you hear that? We're not, <laughs> we're not an entire. He shut an entire restaurant. Down. <laughs> it wasn't like that, but um, they but were. Did you not very, shut down an entire restaurant? I did, but okay, well, okay. It was they were very accommodating. Um, the food was solid. Um, they humility do- is not cute, but go ahead. <laughs> they were able to do what we wanted to do. Um, Trey's lunchbox. Um, I have a four year old, um, and 
um, plates and things of that nature are kind of cool. So Trey's Lunchbox, what it does is a black owned business and it's like wood and it's real earthy type like plates and stuff like that. So it's super cute. It has like African, you know, shaped continent plates and stuff like that. So it's pretty dope. And then up to par, shout out to the home team. Uh, up to par if you are a golfer please shout out go to up to par.com and uh, or we are up to par something up to par uh, will be i'm sure it'll be somewhere somewhere on the on the on the systems uh you can go check it out so beers and beyond beard gloss or beard and beyond that's the company uh beard gloss is what i use mind blown atl lily jays kitchen and cocktails trays lunchbox and up to par so bless up to uh, a few of my favorite things that um i actually supported this year that's what's up. Can I do one more bless up? Go for it. Remember I told you my baby sister almost gave birth? Mm-hmm. What she did early in the midnight hour. <laughs> early in the midnight hour. Early in the midnight shot. hour. At 1240, well, 80, well, it was 1245 a.m. in at Atlanta when my mama sent the picture. I was asleep. So around, mm-hmm. let's say somewhere between 1130 p.m. Mm-hmm. Memphis time. Cadence. Cadence McLemore came into the world at a whopping seven pounds, 14 ounces. Wow. Um. I just got been to the hospital for what I understand about six times since Thanksgiving and they kept sending it back. <laughs> but the woman of God went last night and nephew's here. So shout oh, out to Lord. a healthy baby, healthy birth, and all yes. that kind of Yeah, shout out to yeah, healthy baby, healthy birth, because you know, black women have a high, high rate of, you know, issues and challenges when mm-hmm. it comes to um pregnancies and also mm-hmm. just giving birth. So I'm glad that God was kind and he protected and shielded. Our dear sister Jessica. So you know the old saints say the death ain't just circle your seven times. <laughs> Shot. Hello. Ooh. And the mm. way Elsa Shawnum said in that video, but I mm-hmm. see that, but I can rebuke that. I can rebuke it. I can, rebuke, I can it. rebuke that. Don't <laughs> 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 that, start. That's oh. the old school. That's the old school church. And I love it. I love you it. You over yonder. Yeah. In the hospital. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woman be healed. It. Man, mm. be shed free. We cast the devil. Ooh, each katow. We cast the devil out of the mind. Now. Ooh, that bitch Mason stirs me up every time. It does. It, it's like get 11 minutes of just solid. <laughs> just <of> oil. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that later. Just be in the floor. Me too. Me too. I'm going to do this. You know, we not having watch tonight. So I'm gonna. That's gonna be my. I'm gonna play that thing at about. What you say? Eleven minutes at eleven forty nine. I'm just gonna be in the floor. Hear me over the midnight. Pray me through, Bishop. Pray me through to the next year, Bishop. Pray me through to the next year, Bishop. Super side note. Yeah. Speaking of Bishop, you know I listen to the uh, Great God. Great, Great bitch. Bitch. I listened to that album all the way to church son. That thing blessed that thing stirred me up. I was in a I was in an anthem. I went from that to Richard Smallwood. I was in oh, an anthem. Ooh. I was up Sunday. Listen. I was ready for high because we were taking community. I was ready for high church. Listen, you, you know I, I love an anthem. You know I love an anthem. Ooh. I grew up on the anthems. Me too. Woo! My childhood minister of music was a very accomplished pianist, and he gave us a few anthems and woo. Oh yeah. My anthem, an anthem, if, if done right, can send you up. Whew, if done thing. right, can send you. Praise <laughs> him with the That's what I was listening to. I got chills just thinking about it. My God. Yeah. But the church didn't want that. Koji Church. I didn't want I didn't want Judy's in her anthems. Well, we didn't want them as often as she gave. She's trying to give y'all Rico Church, royalty in church. And she don't even come from high church like this. I don't know what she's trying to do. (laughs) Judy be screaming all over the place. (laughs) Well, you see when uh, when Bishop Daniels had his funeral, who they who they called on, 
Cause Hello. I'll press your name. That's the, that's the only year. <laughs> and I got wore out. I got wore out. Kevin Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> My stars. Man saying that every time he got a phrase word. He, he killed it. But he, that, was his, that was his. That was, that his, was his bag. He got in the bag and said, I've been saying this. We and that's all. Go up. And that's all Myra did too. Cause that's all. That's all he actually had. <laughs> all right. I know it's the culture for listening. I'm, I'm sorry, but I ain't really sorry. No, go no, ahead, no. bro. I, I I love Judy. I I miss Judy. Let me just say I, that. I, I don't care. I love Iris Stevens. <laughs> oh, I do love Iris. She used, love to, Iris. she used to wobble up some steps to get she up there to direct that choir. <laughs> that's right. This year we sat Listen, like church. If it wasn't for Iris, we wouldn't have no subtract to. And that's when Dorinda was a VP. She was. Barbara Jackson sure. Sago. Uh-huh. <laughs> Judy was leading Judah first. Uh-huh. That was a time. <laughs> that was a bro. That was a time. That was a time. It was a time. Man. Twinkie was still on the organ every now and then. Mm. That was a time. That was a time. I remember when at Bishop uh, Patterson's funeral, that 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 group was still together. And we went up at the funeral. We up. I was oh, at that funeral. Yeah. I was at that film. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Uh, so, um, unfortunately, we do have a rest up. So, <laughs> what does that mean, Josh? God did not. Yeah. My, my, the mother of my church said every year has this number. Yeah. And God did not. He, he counted up the calls. We got to get to that number. Ooh, whatever that means. Spare me, Lord. Spare me, Lord. <laughs> I can repeat death, though. I can repeat Listen. death. <laughs> Listen, I'm prepared to die. I just ain't ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I, I, I'm not. I enjoy, I enjoy things. I enjoy living. I do. I enjoy living. Because life is worth the living because he yeah. lives. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete. complete. <laughs> Why? I'm saved. <laughs> by his power divine. <laughs> I'm saved. Y'all say supply. I'm going to say by new life supply. Because <laughs> that's, that's how I grew up. Like, I was sweet. And my joy is complete. Heta Basha. Because I'm, I'm saved. I don't know why I got us caught up like that. We, I was just, we, we just be, churchy. Go ahead, bro. We, we are. We're um, we going to get stuck right there. So uh, speaking of, you know, um, going up yonder and being, uh, what is the, uh, uh, what is the name? Skywalker said, I'll fly away. Oh, I got a home in the sky. <laughs> Tell this word goodbye. Yes. I'm going to fly away. <laughs> Not the Patty LaBelle. We're going to be caught up together to be with Jesus Christ forever. Listen. You see, I'm going to fly away. I will be free. Mm. Free. One day. One day. My God, freedom. Praise the Lord. Ooh. I'm free. No longer bound. No chains holding me. My soul is resting. It's such a blessing. Praise the Lord. I'm free. All right. Andre Brower, uh, Emmy Award winning dramatic actor who yes. translated in. Study his deadpan into comedic genius as Captain Raymond Holt on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Unfortunately, has passed away at the young age, tender young age of sixty one. Sixty one is young. It that is. is young. That is young. I think my mom is sixty around that age. Um, Blower Brower, excuse me, was born in and raised in Chicago. Uh, had a bachelor's degree from Stanford. He also went to Juilliard, uh, which is major. Uh, so he was a classically trained um, actor. Uh, earlier this year, he was actually um, in this show called The Residence, which is one of Shonda Rhimes uh, TV shows. Um, unfortunately, due to the strike, um, you know, some things got put on hold. So uh, he, I guess, won't be on the on the show anymore. Uh, Brower is survived <laughs> by his wife, um, actress, fellow actress, fellow thespian. 
Amy Brabson. Uh, he had some sons, Michael, Isaiah, John, Wesley. Man, was out here getting it. Um, so they had four kids and also um, his mom. So that's going to be something tough. So uh, rest up. Um, prayers to his wife, um, his kids, and his mother um, and his family in general. Because mothers, parents should be, shouldn't be burying any kids. Right. So I'm pretty sure she never would have thought in a million years that she would have to bury her child. Uh, now, kids don't have a father. Wife doesn't have a husband. Uh, and so we are, are praying. Rest up. Bless up. Uh, bless up to all of our favorite things. Rest up to um, Mr. Andre Brower and all prayers, thoughts and things are going out to his family in this time of grief. Anything you want to add to that? No, just prayers and prayers and support and support. Yes. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's jingle bell and sleigh ride on down to the billboard. Let's do it. Um, so I mentioned her earlier. If you listen to this on, as we're recording, her birthday mm-hmm. was yesterday. Listen to this live. Her birthday was two days ago. That is Miss Dion Warwick. Yes. And we celebrate Dion. She recently was awarded um, with the Kennedy Center Honor. She received mm-hmm. the award in a pair of house shoes. She did. And she did. I loved it so much. She said, I'm old. <laughs> she was recently on Jennifer Hudson's show and she sang a little bit. Gravel. It's aged. But you mm-hmm. know, she's, she had a phenomenal career where she was belting out high notes and mm-hmm. holding notes for a long time. And for most of you girlies who don't know, Dion mm-hmm. is the legend upon legend. You want to know why? Because yeah. all of your other favorite girls took songs yes. from Dion. Mm-hmm. Luther Bandross' entire catalog. Yes. <laughs> career wouldn't be a career without It really Dion. wouldn't be uh-uh. without uh-uh. Dion. Uh-uh. It really wouldn't. Um, you know, our favorite song. <clears throat> Keep smiling. Uh-huh. Keep shining. Yes. Knowing you can always count on me. <laughs> For sure. Then she did wow. that with Gladys Knight and Patty LaBelle. <laughs> uh-huh. That's what friends are for. When? When, Joshua? Through good times. Uh-huh. And bad times. I started just too high. I'll be on your side forevermore. <laughs> oh, that's uh-huh. what friends what. A friend we have in Jesus. <laughs> That's how like you do it if I was doing a Samantha Select. You just yeah. keep going. But no, shout out to Dion Warwick and happy yeah. birthday to the legend. She's amazing. Yeah, um, she is. One of my favorite things she said was, Chance, I want to know, if you are very much so a rapper, <laughs> why is your stage name Chance the Rapper? She tweeted that man. <laughs> she said, I am now officially Dion the Singer. <laughs> <laughs> Those little things y'all gave y'all yeah. gave Dion Twitter and she went crazy. She did. Um, we speaking love of it. women of a particular age, The Color Purple mm. is coming out. Uh, y'all know if you know me, you know it's my favorite film. Um, yeah. It is being adapted into a movie musical. Um, from uh, what I hear, Brian, yeah, it is different than the movie and it's yeah. also different from the Broadway play. Yeah, so it is a modern take. Um, I, they they not using crazy slang and texting on iPhones, but it is mm-hmm. a little bit more of a modern take. And already, already, Fantasia is nominated mm. uh, for a Golden Globe for her performance as okay. a lead actress. And Danielle is also, mm. who's playing Miss Sophia. Mm. I remember her from Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Um, she's playing Miss Sophia. And, I, and I've heard comments from people who were able to do screenings um, 
in person, the early screenings, that she did an amazing job. I believe um, it. And she is nominated for Best Supporting Actress at Golden Globe. And then honorable mention, he didn't get nominated for his role in Color Purple. But, Brian, have you seen Rustin on Netflix? I haven't, but I, I intend on watching it. I watched it Thanksgiving night. It is, is a is movie. That good? It mm. is good. It is mm. really good. Um, it Ooh, it is good. Yeah. Very well done. <clears throat> Very well done. Tales, a lot of stuff you heard about, uh-huh. I'll say it like this, that happened in, you know, the civil rights movement era, but stuff that's not highly talked about and publicized that they don't want to yeah. put out there. Um, yeah. For for those who don't know, Rustin helped um, coordinate. Was the man behind the March yeah, of Washington. The visionary. Yeah, the visionary, the planner, the strategist, mm-hmm. all of it. He yeah. was also very much so a member of the LGBTQ BTQ plus community mm-hmm. um, and was not ashamed of it. Yeah. But of course, in that era, <clears throat> right? Um Can't be it, the was face. Not, it was it was it was he couldn't be in the face. And they were like, I'll give you this part, Brian. They were like, swear people, other black folks who mm-hmm. was threatened by him and I'm going to say it this way. Other black folks who were leaders of other organizations and political power were threatened by the power that he had, so mm-hmm. much so that they were putting out rumors that him and King were in a... In a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they were the ones spreading it. Not mm-hmm. the whites. Mm-hmm. They was telling it to the whites so the whites could... So well, it was, We so, know how that goes. We know how that goes. Yeah. And it really put a very tainted view of a civil rights icon. Mm-hmm. One of somebody who's in there... I won't tell. I tell y'all blind who it is. Without give. Well, no, I'm gonna let you watch it. So yeah, you can I'll watch it. I can watch it today. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's good. It's very well. It's so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how close it is to accurate history, like all the little events. Yeah, but it's so well done. So well done. I um, absolutely love that. Um, so are you going to watch the color purple? <clears throat> I ask you again. Uh, yeah, I, um, I intend on watching it. Um, okay. Okay. Here goes the dilemma. The woman of God does not like musicals. So it's going to be a thing I'm going to have to watch by myself. Did so y'all enjoy Dreamgirls? I enjoy Dreamgirls. Okay. Um, like 75% through, she was like, another song? I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's a musical. So she don't, she don't like musicals. Like, I enjoy musicals. I enjoy things, uh-huh. you know, and I like period pieces. I like the things. Um, so it's going to be a thing where I'm going to have to say, hey, do you want to see The Color Purple? Like we saw in the in on the stage play, we saw that. Yeah. Um. But I'm like, hey, do you want to see this? Um. Like, I would rather go see it in the theaters so it can, you know, get get its do its thing, know, yeah, get its box office. Um. So I that that'll be you know determined sometime this week if 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 she wants to see it or not. If not, I'm gonna go see it by myself. Gotcha. Yeah, we're going to see, it. and I'm I need to find me a purple sweater because mm. I'm going to be adorned the way y'all will show it out for Beyonce. The way I'm yeah. showing out for Alice Walker. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Should be another way. There is no way. Um, I'm not getting caught up in that. Uh, <clears throat> thug, young yeah. thug, mm-hmm. is currently on trial for a RICO charge, mm-hmm. but his attorneys are doing an amazing job. Yeah. At least in my opinion, they're saying that mm. these lyrics are just lyrics, Brian. Okay. You're right. They're saying that they don't mean anything. It is creative expression. Even Fat Joe got online and said he had been lying for 20 plus years. Mm. <laughs> the mm. stuff that he rapped about, he ain't never really do. Mm. And that's what they're saying about Young Thugger. So much so uh-huh. that thug don't even mean thug. Okay. In the what way that we know it to mean. All right. It means truly humble under God. 
So, Brian, I'm a thug for Jesus. Hey, Dabash. I've been thugging ever since I gave him my life. Right. So, I want to town thugging with my rounds. Listen. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> I'm going to leave it right there. <sighs> Brian, do you think this is going to pass through the court? Because we all know better. I don't know, man. It's to me. I I don't. I'm a firm believer. I don't believe that lyrics should should, should be, be evidence either. It, it isn't. Like, give us real evidence. Like, I like. I can see if this nigga said, like, say, a dude with a red shirt gets murdered. Right. If there's like a clear line of, yeah, I killed this nigga with a red shirt, black jeans, whatever. Like the like the Gucci on. and Jesus stuff back in the day. Now that was- yeah. Like, <laughs> I can see if it's like stuff like that, but if it's just on some, I, you know, caught eight bodies and blah blah blah, like that to me, you know, what I'm saying that's that's art, that's entertainment, like you know, what I'm saying like NWA, a, one of my favorite groups, right? Mm-hmm. Dr. Dre and Ice Cube and them niggas wasn't killing niggas. You know, what I'm saying they weren't killing police officers. Like it, it was entertainment. What, what were they doing? They were taking stories from real life situations that may not have been theirs and just putting it on wax for the world to see. So <clears throat> I don't believe even if even if Young Thug is involved in gang activity, lyrics mm-hmm. um should not be included in evidence. If anything, what y'all trying to do <clears throat> is you're trying to use his lyrics to uh as a character witness of who he is to then say if he can say these things, this is who he is, which means he can do the things that we're accusing him of doing, which I don't believe is fair. Um, I don't believe it's right. So that's just me. Can I give you another example? <laughs> Go for it. Memphis Legends 3 Six Mafia. Oh, yeah. In their um, one of their hit songs, Who Run It? Oh, good one. Lord, Lord Infamous, the late Lord Infamous, saith this specifically. Bald bat, bash him in his back. Mm. Beating people down. Mm. Battle axe blades from the cross. Body never found. Catch mm. a close encounter because the Anna kills off these rap bombs. Chemical reaction. Cobra venom shot into his arms. Now, <laughs> that's a level <laughs> of torture, Brian. Mm-hmm. You beat him with a bat. Uh-huh. The body's never found. And then you took the venom from a cobra snake and mm-hmm. injected it into a man's arms to die. Uh-huh. I don't think Lord Infamous was out here doing that. <laughs> right. I mean, they were some hard. They, 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 they were honest about the horror core rap genre that they were a part of. Mm-hmm. But that was a part of the horror core, like whether you agree with it or not. But they went out here, they went out here taking venom from snakes, no. and injecting it in people's <laughs> arms to kill them. Even though that's and, cool. <laughs> you know, that's that's a, and, 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 and you know that's just that's a wild that's a wild way. And then Kusta Nika, God rest his soul too. His verse starts off by saying, "Parent, please." Watch out for your children. This the one that will lock them in the basement. You know, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But there's no evidence ever that Kusunik was out here kidnapping children and, you know, torturing them like in scary movies and all that kind of stuff. So I'm saying all that to say. So as Brian and I had just described with 3-6 Mafia and the NWA, Mm -hmm. these people ain't really doing all this stuff. Right? So at some point, we just got to let it be. I'm not the hugest Young Thug fan, but I am not in the game to see a black man go to jail over some no. lyrics. No, not lyrics. No, so no, no. anyway, yeah. Brian, are you? Do you listen to the Young Thugger? Oh, uh, I've heard heard songs that he's on. I, I like his style. I like. His are style. you? Like are him. you? Are you slime? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I, I, I like his style. I like his it's it's unique. Like you you hear it, it's like, oh, that's Young Thug. Like there's mm-hmm. no one that sounds like Young Thug. Uh some of the songs I like, he's on there killing it. So, you know. I'm gonna say this for the conversation because it's a music conversation. So, because I was gonna ask you about Lil Yachty, but we'll stop right here. Mm. So, um, mm. that being said, understood and accepted. Friends, we're having, you know, Brian and I love music. We always get we caught do. up. So, mm-hmm. we said, why not? Because 2023 has been a a year for music. Oh, interpret that how you will. Mm. <laughs> but, so, we want to do a music year review. You know, mm. Onika Tanya Mirage dropped the album since our last episode, and I have some things to say. Yeah. Um, you know, we you know Casey from Jodeci is on a song with Charlie Wilson, <laughs> and mm. and it's something. It's they they have a residency in in Vegas coming up. It's a lot of things happening musically that you know. Brian told me yesterday he listened to a whole Buster Rhymes album in 2023. A new I one. I did. I did. And it just and it just made me pause. <laughs> and I take the back. Man, I said, "A girl, a new one," because I didn't know Buster Rhymes was still making music. Yeah. So, we got to talk about all the things. Um, so grab your drinks, grab your AirPods, sit in the living room. Let's have this good music conversation. Let's do it. All right, good people. Welcome back to the living room. As you heard, we are doing a music year review for 2023. And this year has been interesting to say the mm. least um right. and since we pretty much gave y'all a heads up what it's going to be about i'm gonna jump right into it brian overall yes. what is your big thoughts just overall thoughts of music in 23 uh i'm gonna sound like the old person the okay old man who's complaining like music like it, music ain't music no more it ain't like mm-hmm. what it used to be mm-hmm. um as we go into our another part or the segment of the living room <laughs> i feel like nothing this year uh, you know, maybe a few things we're going to probably go down deeper, like caught my eye or kept my eye. But I don't know if there's any albums that dropped this year. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, this is that one. Like mm-hmm. you can just press play and just <clears throat> let let the Lord have its way. You know what I'm saying? Were there albums that had certain songs on it? They're like, oh, OK, that's that's good. That's good. That's good. But I don't feel like we don't we don't have any bodies of work that, you know, can stand the test of time like it's just it's just not what it used to be you know and i don't want to sound like the old person but it's just yeah. not i'm a i'm gonna throw a i'm gonna throw a wrench out there age of pleasure Janelle okay Monet. all right that's okay that's art that's for me art. for yeah. me yeah. like it's, it didn't have the commercials well let me take that back because it's nominated for album of the year yeah and, um yeah. but in terms of like big billboard numbers i don't know what it did but and here's the thing it caught me by surprise because I'm not mm. a big Janelle Monet fan. I think I've yeah. told this story before. I was in LA for work, and um, my work trip, work part of it had ended, and one of my friends invited me to the Janelle Monet listening party. Mm-hmm. I was like, I ain't got nothing to do. Why not? Right. Hey, like I ain't never been to a listening party. And if she gonna be there, like this is this is real Hollywood, right? Let's yeah, like, yeah. Do let's be among the people. And Asha seems to believe because I was there. That's mm-hmm. why I love the album so much. But I was just listening to it taking Josh to school this morning. Uh-huh. So it's still Yeah, it's still resonating. Still there, it resonates. Um, and I try to go back to some of Janelle's older stuff. It's cool. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. let me go down this bag. And it's not hitting like Age of Pleasure. Yeah. So for me, that was the one. A lot of people are big up um Victoria Monet. I tried to give Jaguar 2 a listen. Let me do I did give Jaguar 2 a listen. Yeah. I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't what everyone yeah was for them mm-hmm. um, it was a good album yeah, yeah yeah it was good so my one would be 
Age of Pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, everything like even Kirk, like you know how I'm a big I'm a stand. Yeah. yeah. Kirk's album was I enjoyed the entire album, but I haven't played it over and over and over like I've done some of his other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I do enjoy his album. I yeah. do enjoy it. Um trying to think, Chris Brown was uh disappointing to me, this eleven eleven thing. Um Molly yeah, we, Music had a, 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 a artistic piece of work yeah. that I really enjoyed. Yeah, um, but it's not it, it's not like go back to it kind of. It's not thing. go back to it. You you know what has snuck up on me? Hmm. There's two chains, Lil Wayne, and Lil Wayne. Welcome to Collard Grove. Mm-hmm. They got a Project Pat sample on there. That alone, hmm. but it's a good one. Um, yeah. But again, moments right. Gene Noble, who's not as big, his he had mm-hmm. a decent album. Um, Drake's her loss was is that twenty three? Yeah, I think so. For um, all for all for all the dogs, for all the dogs out. was his, was also one. Um, no, her loss was twenty two. In a twenty two, um, yeah, that, that goes because I'm looking at my play my library. That's going to show you how many albums I've downloaded. Yeah, because um, like, when I download, that means I want to I want easy access. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I don't like them, I don't usually because I don't because I'm gonna go listen to one. I know some people who like would download their two to three favorite songs. I don't do that. I usually get the whole album from you don't. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm probably going to listen to majority, even if I don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and yeah, it's, it's just been a tough year. I agree. Yeah. I would agree overall. Offset came out with something this year. Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't, I didn't. didn't even give that a real chance. Yeah. Um, I'm looking to see if there's anything that we just offhand like. But that's the, that's the problem, though. Like, nothing, like, nothing spoke. You know what I'm saying? Diddy came up with the album this year. But we had a conversation about that, you know. On, on at length on and this, it might be going to the attic if, uh, if, if things keep going. <laughs> Jesus, I just heard somebody say, you know, maybe culture is evolving to the space. Not to give Diddy any credit, but mm-hmm. evolving to the space of that we are able to really delineate between enjoying their art and still holding them accountable and really disliking them as human beings. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna tell you this: I was at a Christmas party this weekend. And they played Step in the Name of Love. Mm-hmm. And the niggas were stepping. And them black started twirling and stepping and singing down. <laughs> and, I, and I felt my toe tapping, bro. I said, nope. <laughs> it's a good song, man. It I is. Just, I can't deny. And and I didn't play it. It, mm-hmm. was, it came on the Christmas playlist. Yeah. When I tell you the black started step, step, side to side, round and round. And... Yeah, it's it's a t- it's a tough spot because I'm a girl dad and I understand what he did to the black women. Yeah, I mean, and even still, I'll be feeling convicted because it's like it's so good. It's just it's so it's so it's so good, right? And yeah. it's like same thing when I watch Cosby Show. It just it feels so good, so good, and it's kind of like that. It's just completely because it's like you you don't want to support, but then it's also like that slippery slope of you know. Other things and that I that I support and you know yeah, yeah. also it's just tough but you know I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say this I'm gonna drop it this in an archaic conversation I think yeah. what what keeps me from supporting him mm-hmm. is when I watched I think the one difference that made his situation so bad um, not as if anyone else's was less bad uh-huh. but the one thing that made his so bad for me was that when I watched Survivor R. Kelly there were there are documented points where he literally used music yeah. to do what he did. I'm going to mm-hmm. do all this crazy stuff. Then I'm going to give y'all world's greatest. 
and you know, and make y'all forget about it. You know what I'm saying? Like he literally, yeah, yeah. he literally was the Pied Piper, not just to get young girls, but to influence his audience too. Y'all gonna forget. Yeah. La, 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 yeah. la, la. Like versus, and again, this is not to give Cosby credit, but like Cosby was just it was the Cosby Show. Now yeah. we did see, we saw Heathcliff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But at the same time, and yes, he probably leveraged his celebrity, yeah. but we don't see. At least it hasn't been told that. He was putting out specific episodes to tell this story and to do yeah. this. It was that was just the character that he had happened to play. Right. Right. Kelly was legit giving us a gospel album, an uh, inspirational song. I believe mm-hmm. I can fly after the trial. Like you know, so yeah. like, oh, it's okay, we can fly. Yeah. They had all the fifth graders <laughs> in America singing. I believe I can fly at the right. graduations, right? Yeah. So, and I think that's for me. It was like the intention that, like, you knew exactly what you yeah. were. you were orchestrating. Yeah, literally your stuff, and I think that's the part I can't. While I still will admit R. Kelly got hits, right? But that part right there was how you use those hits mm-hmm. to influence and really leverage what you were doing. Yeah. Not just leveraging your celebrity, leveraging your like the actual music. And yeah. then pretty much hiding in plain sight, telling us in the songs. Yeah. And we just bopping, almost like a they clone Tyrone. We just yeah. bopping. Yeah, and, it feels you know, good. It feels good. So I think that's the part that I have. That's the biggest struggle for me. But as a music lover, I ain't gonna hold you if it's like if it's played in Macy's or at this party or something. You know, it's it's. I ain't gonna deny the fact that that's a song. Yeah, that's yeah. a freaking song. Right. <laughs> you know. But anyway, um. But yeah, we did a full review on Diddy, and you know, y'all know how I felt about that. Me at best. Um. The second half of the album was. A lot mm-hmm. better than the first half, yeah. but you can't give me fifty songs and no. only ten of them are good. Like you can't. Yeah, you can't. Like <laughs> you can't. Yeah, it, it was. So I guess you said about feeling good. Yeah. What 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 made what song songs made you feel good this year? Oh, let's go back to Janelle Monae. Float. Okay. Float. It's like a um. It's like a I'm that nigga anthem. Like I mm. made it. Like <laughs> uh-huh. I think there's a line where she literally says. I look at my resume and I can't never find a reason not to celebrate. Mm. Right. Like it's an affirm. And I think that's why I like age of pleasure. And also because age of pleasure is a very sensual album, but also it is an album of like stepping into your own self, whatever that. And I know Janelle yeah. has her story, but I, but I resonate with that because it's like, whatever that meant for me, it's like, I'm like, she's like, the song says, I don't dance. I don't walk. I just float. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm exist. I'm he- I finally in a space where I'm authentically existing and being, mm-hmm. As my full self, and then it's like a it's a it's a great beat, yeah. Um, so I really like that one. Um, City Girls, um, <laughs> <laughs> fancy. I'm gonna call it Fab featuring okay. G, and you can you can you can insert the A and the B. Um, uh-huh. Featuring GCJ, it's just <laughs> it is ratchet. If you if you are super 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 safe, don't go listen to that. Okay. Um, because yeah, but I and I love their raw intro. How they said this is you know this is city girl music. Don't come mm-hmm. on here looking for no Queen Latifah. Y'all ain't getting that. I like <laughs> I just that ain't even a song that just hypes me up because it's like mm-hmm. that's not real. Um, going to Kirk Franklin, I will say one that made me feel good. Uh, who said feel good? That's yeah. a song that I enjoy. Um, Gene Noble on his album Feel Away. Mm-hmm. Um, this groove. It's a, I'm gonna let you listen to a little bit. 
That's good. That's good, right? And he's like, Gene Noble is slept on under the radar a little bit. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that because I he had a song called Champagne Jack that's been a single for maybe a year or so. Mm-hmm. And you know, like most artists, you know, they put that on their album. And um, but yeah, those three were like just feel good. So, oh, this ain't a 2023 song, but I rediscovered it in 23. Working a Fool by the Migos. Okay. And then I have to admit, we'll talk about her a little bit later. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of songs that made me feel they did they weren't the songs that made me be like, this is my joint, but they mm-hmm. did make me feel good. Red Ruby the Sleeves grew on me by Nicki Minaj. Oh, oh, that okay. um, that sample is just mm-hmm. the lyrics of it ain't that great, but that sample goes, and I talk about another great sample she did on her album with Lucy Vern. My God, yeah, that, that's gonna be a song. Um, it grew on me, and I think it's just I think because there were so little songs in twenty three that I went to go rediscover other ones, maybe from outside of twenty three, yeah. that maybe came out into and gave it another chance. I was like, you know what, this mm-hmm. isn't that because Brian, you even said when I told you about Nicki's album, you was like. Two to three songs in this age is great. Yeah. Right. So for me, when I went back, I was like, you know what? I don't completely hate this. Let me vibe to it. Right. Yeah. That's that's the kind of position I took with summer twenty twenty three. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I agree with that because I feel like two to three songs. And if let's just consider how long the album is, though. So if it's like 10, 11 songs on the album, and two yeah. to three are like solid, and the rest are like either okay, and you know, as long as there's no bad songs, that's not mm-hmm. a bad album. Um, mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. now we know that it's all singles driven. It's what, how can we get a TikTok sound? How can we get this and that? Cause that's what the music industry is. Um, but there's like, there is not, people aren't curating bodies of work anymore. Like the age of pleasure, the reason why I feel like it was, it was solid in your opinion is because there was a theme. It was, this is what the theme was going to be. This is what we're going to give you. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, uh, SZA, I think came out album this year, kind of thematic, but to me, it just it didn't speak to me where some you know a previous album would have spoke to me. Um, there was a hidden gem that I found that felt good. I'm gonna play it for a quick second, but it's a good name, Adam okay. Ness. Okay, uh, Adam Ness. It feels good to me. Hold on. Hey. Hey. Intro. Okay. People are going back to intros. They are. And we can talk about the resurgence of like music. All right, Adam, just get into it, brother. The 
it's like an old school. like a minute and change but basically it gets into like mm-hmm. like basically the song about just having a good time but it's like smooth and it's like just like it's a if you ride in a car and be cool like that's the kind of i feel like there's a re- become a resurgence of like music like for real um and but it's not our mainstream artists that are giving us the good music these days yes and even if it is some of our mainstream artists i think they're not because they're going more musical Mm-hmm. Right and more like artsy. Yeah, I don't think that because people will argue. I know a Chris Brown stand. They will argue that Eleven Eleven was a amazing body of work. And I was like, we couldn't have listened to the same piece. <laughs> um, but for them, they was like, I think this was his more artistic album. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't see it that way. But as and I'm but and I love Chris Brown. Yeah, I believe he's the current king R and B. Mm-hmm. Right, but I just don't see this album like nothing's. I think we said this before. Nothing's going to top X and Fame for me. No, those two are his. Are no. his like you know those, those are, are his body of work. Yeah, um, and he might because I you know let's 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 let me let me go slide this in real quick. Kanye West is dropping well, yay, excuse me, mm-hmm. is dropping a new album, and he has a Chris Brown feature, and it doesn't sound like traditional Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. So let me let me let me give you. So that's what I'm saying. He might be able to. Uh huh. I just don't know what that. I'm just not confident in what that means or looks like. But let mm-hmm. me show you. Let me play a little clip of what um your boy is sounding like these days. And since we're here, we're gonna do this. Kanye's new. What? What? Let me ask you this. What do you think about Kanye dropping a new album? Uh, it. I don't, I have a love <laughs> relationship with Kanye. I think we say this on here all the time. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like Kanye is the nigga that like I fell in love with. And then started whooping my tail. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I remember why I fell in love with him. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm. like an abusive thing. It's like, I don't want to let you go because, you know, you know, college dropout and, you know, late registration and all this stuff. I fell in love with you. But then you, like, started whooping my tail. And, like, I mean, abuse is not a thing. It's, it's not a good thing. I'm just using it as an example, like, how we can get stuck in relationships. Um, but now he's, like, an abuser. And he's a terrible human being and doing yeah, all kind of crazy yeah. stuff. But it's like, but you gave us all these things, so you kind of want to give him another shot. And then I heard the, the little uh, delete that he had recently, everybody, and it's like Charlie Wilson, and they kind of remade Black Backstreet Boys. So it's kind of like, oh, this is kind of a... That verse is weird, though. Yeah. So, so it's like his verse. So it's like... Yeah. It's, so it's like it's conflicting. It's like, yeah, is he a musical genius? Yes. Absolutely. But is he getting to the point where like his genius is starting turning into like psychosis? You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to like some weird. Mm-hmm. So you're getting pieces of coherent, beautiful magic. Yeah. Right? But then on the other side of that, it's like you may give us a great beats and vocals, and then you give us these weird verses. And it's like, like nigga, like, you know what I mean? Like you're giving yeah, this no. college dropout beats and stuff but you're giving us Yeezy or whatever verses and it's like, your name like is, I don't, yeah. I don't, don't, I don't want, want this I don't I don't want this and it is, you're already problematic as an individual you know what I mean so it's like at some uh, point you kind of got to give up and be like you know what 
like no. And then you let Sometimes your daughter you rap and stuff. Now, I'm not going to talk about no child. No. But I'm going to say this. The same energy <laughs> y'all gave Blue Avocado. Give it. You better give it plus song. Yeah, because that, <laughs> that, that thing was terrible. That thing was terrible. And shout out to Adonis. <laughs> for all the dogs, because that thing was bad too on Drake. Yes. That thing was bad. Yes. Blue Ivy went in the lab and got her dances together. Listen, this rap is gonna live in infamy and live forever. <laughs> and it's it's because Blue Ivy well, she wasn't terrible. She wasn't. She was you could tell it was she's eleven. It was, she was nervous. You could tell she didn't really have like any yeah. strong like dance. And did you watch the movie? Yeah. Not yet. No, no. We're okay, gonna so it, we're gonna watch it so, next week. So when she talked about how she doubled down on it. One of mm-hmm. the things she said was she it was implied. She was like, "Oh, she worked harder." But then she said, "She said rehearsals changed for me," mm. which means that before that moment, yeah. she was just kind of she wanted to perform. She probably just went up there and did it. Yeah. But then she was like, "No, nah, I locked in." You know what I'm saying? So like, you can see the and I lo- and again, I love that she's 11. We don't know her to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, or this is our first time ever seeing her really perform. But I can also imagine 11 standing in front of 50, 60, 70,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's intimidating. Because Beyonce even says in the film, it's one thing for me to be nervous. She was like, but mm-hmm. as a mom, knowing that my child was nervous was like was something different. So, and this is not a blue, I mean, this is kind of a blue Ivy Carter stand account too. Yeah. But it's much different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all give that same energy to Northwest, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and, and don't drag the little girl. But if we no. go, if we gonna talk about talent, then let's just talk about the talent. same thing. It is what it but, is. But uh, but Kanye allegedly the features include Lil Durk, mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. Breezy, Northwest, Kodak mm-hmm. Black, Bad Bunny, Charlie Wilson, Lil Baby, Leon Thomas, Young Thug, Freddie Gibbs, Playboy Cardi, and Bump J. So solid mm-hmm. list of features. Solid list of features. And here's the um the the breezy sound. I must keep You've gone too far. You've gone too far and you should hang your head in shame. For these wounds I cannot stay. You've gone too far. You've gone too far. Some of all the pop. Suffocating secrets I must keep. So I don't know what that's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's gonna be. But again, but to the point I'm saying it does sound, I mean, even though Kanye is pro- is producing it, it sounds real artsy and it seems yeah. like Chris leaned into that. Um and it could be a great song. This is a very small 15, 20 second snippet. Um, I'm not impressed by it right now. No, no. Not at all. But just like many artists that I enjoy or have enjoyed, right? I'm gonna give the Yeezy now. I didn't. I want to give in that Jesus Christ is King a spin. I don't wow. want to hear um, back that thing up to Amazing Grace. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> right? I just don't want to hear that. But this, I will give this a more traditional rap hip hop album. I'm probably gonna skip over that Northwest song because I don't want to hear that. It's Northwesty, your bestie, and it's no shade to her mama or even Northwest as a child. I am just not interested in hearing that. At all. Uh, there's some there's some grown rappers who sound like that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't, don't want to hear it. Um, but nevertheless, um, so do you think, Brian, let me ask you this. Do you think yeah. 2023 and beyond, like, is is music going to start shifting back to more like art pieces? Like they're gonna try to do it from the heart and not necessarily the pocket? Uh it, it dep- I, guess, I think there needs to be a balance, right? Okay. Cause sometimes so we, like So we still need two C slide? Does that still have a place? It does have a place because, <laughs> again, my my favorite hip hop artist is is Kendrick Lamar. 
And we've okay. had the same conversation. I, I wish you would give us Drake songs. Like, nigga, just give us songs where you're just rapping over a dope beat. It don't always have to be introspective. It don't always have to be an art piece. It don't have to be thematic. Like, the like thing about justice. Yeah, yeah, Good Kid Mad City was a was thematic, but it was hit. Great after music. Hit after great hit. music. It was just great music. And I feel like he each album he got deeper and deeper into it's his feature on America has a problem. Like, give us that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just go stink. Us... Go stink. Like you, you, you leaned into all the culture stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You, give us, give us that. You know what I'm saying? And, and you don't, and I have to do the whole album, but I feel like like his last, his latest album was all theme. It was really art. You know what I'm I, saying? I still and ain't fully listened to the big step yet. It's, it's I can't all... get, I can't get through it. it I'm it, sorry. That, and, that's, and that's the problem. And, and mind you, I'm a Kendrick Stan. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, and I understand how it was. It was hard for the listener. Like, if you're a Kendrick Lamar fan, you enjoyed it for what it was. But outside of that, like, I feel like we're, we're not getting those music. Soldier came up with album earlier this year. I don't even know why you even said that. You know what I'm saying? Any, anything after uh, music and the magic don't even count, right? And, and <laughs> you try. He tried to make like a not an art album, but kind of make. I'm, I work with this this hit maker guy. Blah blah blah. And it's like, no, go back. Sometimes I feel like you got to just go back to the to the thing go that Go back worked. to Have Crazy. Go back go, go back, back to, to, to Calvin or Hagen, whatever, whatever who you worked with originally. Go back to them folks. Y'all work together. Same formula. Because the thing is, your fans are still going to be your fans. So if you give us old music, then we're going to listen to old music with this new music. You know what I'm saying? Like So to answer your question, are we going back to art pieces? We don't want art pieces. Andre the Thousand gave us an art piece. We don't want that. And it's doing well. It's yeah, it's doing well for what it is. But we want we want what we want. So it got out the balance. I feel like sometimes when you give us the art, your your fans may like it, but it's not going to hit everything. And then consider that like some of your fans would be like, "All right, nigga, like, come on, we don't mm-hmm. we don't want this." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel like we can get back to more musicianship. I feel like that should be a thing. Yeah. Um, we're really putting thought into music, like live music. I just watched the Michael the Thriller documentary recently. Okay, like that. that the reason why that's an album because it was an album. Like, yeah. From 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 lyrics to music to vocals to everything, it was like I'm gonna put out one of the greatest albums ever. And and Michael Jackson said, "I want my album to be the greatest album of all time." And he literally put in time, effort, energy on every level to make it what it was. And I don't feel like we're getting that right now. So I just wanted to bring this up since you brought up Andre 3000. And I don't know that we're ever going to get the Andre three stacks that we want. So recently in an interview, mm-hmm. somebody asked him why he didn't participate in any of the 50 year celebration. And yep. I'm going to read this. But then I'm going to explain how I feel just as a fan. Yep. He says, as I go on further, I just want to kind of keep moving forward. I don't necessarily like looking back. Mm-hmm. Um, he then said, I like, I think like the older you get, you kind of get this skin or this protective layer that's like things kind of roll off of you better because you have a better understanding of the roller coaster in a way. He continued to say, um, I don't sit and try to rap every day like when I was younger. And that's all I did when I was younger. I miss those times a lot, but it's like life changes. Life moves on. Um, and it's like, I don't know that it has to be. And I'm not saying what Andre Three Stacks has to do. You do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. for you. 
but I don't know that it has to be an all or nothing attitude, right? You say that you don't sit around and rap all day like you were younger. You you're not you're you're not trying to be Andre three thousand of mm-hmm. early Outcast days. So yeah, I wouldn't imagine yeah. that you would. But to sit and say like you don't have anything to say, or like that's the thing. Like at what point does doing some of your hits with Big Boy means that you're looking back? It's a celebration of the art that you created. Less than it is you going back to this space of being the yeah. old three stacks, right? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're ever like. Even when we think about Jay Z, we're never going to get Blueprint Jay Z again. Oh, you're not. We're never getting it. We're never getting mm-hmm. Black Album. We're never getting any of that Jay Z again. But it's not to say that if Jay Z was honored or there was some kind of big thing that he wouldn't do Big Pimpin' on stage, or he yeah. would do. Or he might not do Big Pimper, who knows? But he wouldn't do some of his older hits on stage. Like, at one point, let's go back to our girl's SWV. When Coco first started doing that, she said, I'm not doing downtown. Uh-uh. I'm not singing about giving head no more. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and now she's doing it again. She's doing yeah. that song again. But it was a point where she's like, I've evolved. I don't want to do that. And the only reason why I think she did it again, because it's just such a fan favorite. Yeah. And because their catalog, while they have a nice catalog, it isn't like mad, mad long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's one of your hits. It's one of those things where either you're going to stand two, 10 toes down and just never do it, or uh-huh. you're going to finally give the fans what they want. Yeah. I just make the example to say that it's okay to evolve. Yeah. But to say that you don't have nothing in the tank, and I will listen to another podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, actually, who was like, they was like, I agree with under three stacks. I mean, I don't want, y'all don't want to hear me rapping about cleaning up and blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, and I get it. As adults, we do very adult things. Mm-hmm. But I also think as the type of artist that Three Stacks is, there are some things in adulthood and life in general yeah. that you can speak to that yeah. would resonate, right? Even yeah. and even if it is like, you know, saying who would have thought I'd find myself like we 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 gave our we gave our track. We list. gave him. But even if he said, bro, like who would have thought I'd find myself sitting in my room enjoying organizing class? Like that's a that's a like that yes. probably speaks to me and you because it was like, who would have thought that? Like, I would enjoy sitting on my couch on a Saturday versus yeah. trying to find the move. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because there are times now to where, like, there are some times I want to be outside, so to speak. But there are a lot of times where I'm just like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, yeah, good. yeah. I'm, I'm here with my family. And if I do go out, like, when I went out with my um my line brother, I was in Memphis. I was like, bro, I said, I want to go out. I said, but Brandon, I want to chill night. Yeah. And he was like, bet. We went to this place called Inkwell. Yeah. Super chill, black mm-hmm. home, very, like, highfalutin black professionals. Yeah. No rah-rah, no crazy. Yeah. We just there enjoying each other. And yeah. that was, you know what I'm saying, hanging out, just hanging out in a very relaxed atmosphere. So, but that speaks, right? So I say that to say, I know that certain artists are evolving. I know that we may not get music from certain artists in the same way, but I don't think they have to abandon, and it's just me speaking as a fan. Don't yeah. abandon us as fans. Yeah. Because um, I would almost rather you just live in nostalgia and not give us nothing. Yeah. It's giving us flute instrumentals. If that's yeah. all you've been giving for the rest of your life, then stay out the booth. Yeah, because to me, it, it, and I saw the interview, and it and it frustrated me like to the no end because it was like to your like what you said earlier, like I don't want to go back and relive those days and, re- and sing those songs. I was a different person on those those times and stuff like that. He was like, you can y'all can go back and play the music yourself. I'm like, like that's disrespectful to y'all to your your yeah. fans. You know what I'm saying? Like that was disrespectful. Like. Y'all can play the albums, but playing the album is different because, like, I went to the Outcast concert when they their last concert, and mm-hmm. then went on tour. They went on tour. That was like in fourteen. It was 2014, 15, 16, around that time, and it was just something about seeing Andre and Big Boy on stage together. Mm-hmm. 
You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for some of us, like imagine when when Outcast was hot, I could, I was in high school. I couldn't afford to go to an Outcast concert. Yeah, I was in middle school. Yeah, my mom wouldn't let me. Right. So imagine <laughs> a person who who at the time couldn't, and that's why I go to concerts now because I couldn't afford something when I was younger. So I go to concerts now and I can I can do it. Like imagine somebody who's never seen Outcast in concert and what kind of show that is. And even though Andre is hella weird on stage, like weird and you can see the social anxiety. You, you can you know, you can see it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes your back is to the stage. Like, but it's still outcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like you're you're robbing, you know, fans of this opportunity. And then you go in the conversation and say, Yeah, do I want an outcast album? Yes, of course I want one. Do I want an Andre 2000 album, solo album? Of course I want one. Like, don't don't say I'm not gonna rap again and then say, do I want an Outcast album? Sure. Do I want an Andre Thousand? Sure. Like, because now you're you're playing with our on our emotions. Like, it's like, don't say stuff like that. It's kind of like uh when you married your wife, like, all right, we're gonna have sex when we get home. And in your mind, you think, all right, we'll get this thing popping, and then it don't get popping. You like, like, why did you even bring it up? Don't build me up. <laughs> don't build me up. So, like, it's it's a like then you want to be mad like oh y'all i don't want people to be mad because i came up with a flute album like y'all been waiting for this thing like yeah we're going to be mad because we want Andre three thousand we want bars we because you're giving everybody these, these bomb features so if you can get features for niggas out there on the street i'm, I'm ranting i'm sorry it's my, it's it's okay. my great conversation Rant. whatever <laughs> if you can get bars as features you can get bars as 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 freaking um outcast and just consider this you need one verse on these outcast songs. Just one. Mm-hmm. And and the reason and nowadays songs are like what two minutes, three minutes long? Mm-hmm. That's uh hot 16 from, from Big Boy, Hot 16 from you, a solid freaking um um chorus or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and maybe Big Boy can give us another because Big Boy's still rapping. Like, it's you can rap about social anxiety because all of us got it. Yeah. You can rap about being stuck in the house for two years because all of us were doing that. Yep. You can talk about the, the the pressures of life, the pressures of having to do something that you don't want to do. We got to go to work every day. We don't want to do it. Just like you don't want to rap every day. You know, like there's it's, it's like, like that envy maybe even more because like, nigga, you're just you're just making stuff up at this point mm-hmm. just to just to kind of pacify the like we know like never mind. Forget it. We, we, we're, it's a music episode. <laughs> it's a music it's episode. Music episode. <laughs> so do it, like let it out. Like, so, cause it's just a, it's just so frustrating. And as, it is. This is a, this is the Andre three thousand stand account, and you're literally playing in our faces, and you're giving us stuff that we really don't want, and then you're acting like, well, y'all ain't gotta listen to it, but I want y'all to listen to it. I really care about it. It's a, it's a heart, but we don't want art. Sometimes we just want what we want when we want it. You know what I'm saying? Is it fair to the artists? No, right? Not at all. But, but we're we, we are the consumer. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, come on, my nigga. Like, give us like don't don't abandon our childhood and our lives because you want to nigga walk around and play the flute all day. Like, yeah. come on. So I hear you. I don't even, I don't even know where to go after that. <laughs> it, it, bro, it, it burned, it burned no, me I, up. It burned hear, me up. I hear you. And while I'm going to say, while Chance the Rapper is not at all in the same category as Andre 2000, after he did this album that was about his marriage, he went into this big art bag, literally taking visual art pieces and making raps about them. Mm -hmm. And those first two or three songs was terrible. 
Mm. He was still rapping, but it was it was like, but we don't want we want at we don't necessarily want acid rap because that was a drugged out chance. Yeah, but we do want color book. Yes, we want color book. We want that those four or five singles that you gave us between color book and that album that was like, oh, if this was gonna be the album. This is gonna be dope. And then you mm-hmm. gave us the big day. And we was like, this wasn't a big day. <laughs> it wasn't. This wasn't like, a we big don't care day. about we don't care about your wedding, bro. Like yeah. we're married. We're married. And then after that, I, you I gave us that. a bar about a bar. And then all this other stuff, it was like, Chaz, don't do this. So, you know, I'm all for big artistic thematic pieces, but I think it needs to make sense. And again, I want artists to evolve. I think we've seen, I'm gonna bring it back to our girl, mm-hmm. Beyonce Giselle knows Carter. Beyonce of Dangerously in Love is not the Beyonce of Renaissance, Mm-mm. right? Perfect example. Not the same Beyonce of Four or even Sasha Fierce or B-Day. All these different things, right? She's We've seen the evolution of Beyonce. And time after time, she gets better. Not just better and better, but she matures. Her music gets better. She's not saying, I'd rather die young no more, right? Because that yeah. song, even though... Ugh. It's a terrible song. I don't skip it because the song goes, but it yeah. is a terrible song. Oh, yeah. Um, but like she's not singing about school and life anymore because she ain't school and life. She's mastering life mm-hmm. at this point, right? Yeah. So, um, and you know, I don't think every artist has not to say that every artist gotta be Beyonce, but taking that that track of really yeah. evolving and allowing what life, what where life is taking you. Mm-hmm. And like Renaissance, like it was a dedication to her uncle, right? And she yeah. wanted to speak to that community and uh, yeah. and, and the people who, and then anybody who just wanted to have free expression and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, all that kind of like she she knew what she wanted to do, but she did it in a very mature and like break my soul. She had folks talking about quitting their job. Beyonce talking about I just quit my job, girl. You ain't had a real job in forever, if Listen, ever, right? right? So, but the thing, but she able to speak to the people because she realized other people out here was like. If I had a certain amount of money, it'll be like I'm like me and Brian. We say this all the time. Let all me hit time. that mega million. L- Ain't no load into this job like at all. And I love my job. <laughs> I love my job. You're not even getting a one day notice. You're getting an immediate like I'm sorry. Yeah, not I'm, even I'm, I'm not sorry. Back. Hey, this is it. Right. As soon as that check hits my account, I'm about to say that. As soon as they hit, when I first get it, I'm gonna be low key. But when they, but when I check that Bank of America and I see all them zero, all them commas, <laughs> brother. I love you. you. I love you all. I love you all. And sometimes I even gotta take that mega million. Let me let me let me get a smooth five. I'm straight. I'm about to invest yeah. and go on about my business, right? right. You know, I can flip five. So Easy. and live and live comfortably. Yeah. I ain't I ain't gotta have a $20 million home. I know this is a different mm-hmm. kind of rent. But what I'm saying is like Beyonce spoke to us though in that break yeah. my soul. But even if not that, it's just the whole thing of I ain't even let you break my soul. You even disturb my peace, you even do all this kind of stuff. I'm gonna live my life. I'm gonna do that. Church girl. Not many church girls actually. Yeah. As much as the church girls mm-hmm. were mad about it. You know what I mean? The women grew up in church though, resonated with that song though. Yeah. And as much as y'all was like trying to put on, y'all be out here twerking and doing all the things anyway. <laughs> like she was speaking to y'all. Yeah. She was yeah, speaking yeah. to y'all. Um, and she sold to duality. The Clark Church's a sample, which is not her first one or her Mm-mm. second one, right? Mm-mm. Um, so anyway. Artists I, evolve, and yeah. I think we saw we're seeing some of that now. I just don't know that they're evolving or putting out. And I think some of them are stuck. I think that's the mm-hmm. other piece of twenty twenty three. I'm about to ask a question. I think about some that. of them are stuck. They're stuck mm-hmm. in spaces to where it's like we're just going to give you more of the same, and we're yeah. supposed to be okay with it. Like Drake, I think Drake felt. I think he felt it with all the dogs and all yeah. that kind of stuff and her loss. Like it didn't hit. Like like people are gonna go crazy because it's Drake, mm-hmm. but it didn't hit. Like bro, like you're not. You're not delivering, bro. Yeah, and I, and I feel like, and I'm gonna ask the question after this. I feel like it's a situation where 
you've been putting out gold so often and it, and everything you, you come out with is just the world just takes it and, and is a hit and then now you have an album that just completely like everybody's like this ain't it Drake and then he goes like I'm quitting <laughs> you know what I'm saying and then he comes back I feel like that's the thing but um the question I wanted to ask you yeah is the 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 increased amount of poor music is that due from like a lack of just inspiration in the world like is the world inspiring enough right now for us to put out great bodies of work i think so i think it's laziness okay i think they're lazy i think they're complacent mm-hmm. and i also think that there's a, a lack of like artists and talent development that's happening i agree um even though Nicki minaj goes on some crazy rants and it was a little contradictory in her statement. She said, rap is supposed to sound like rap. Now, girl, you can't say that when you're opening, line, you're opening song to this is a full R&B singing song on this new album. Like, <laughs> you start the album off singing. But I think what she was trying to allude to is that, as me and you said, music ain't hit like it used to hit, right? Yeah. And I think a part of it, I think a part of it is the Drake complex of people are lazy. I'm so used to doing this. I can just give y'all anything mm-hmm. and think y'all going to accept it because it's Drake. Yeah. And it's like, nope. Nope. We're going we gonna to critique it. We're not going to like it. Um, I think there's also the lack of artist development, talent development to where, you know, I like Glorilla, right? But Glorilla came up because she was literally, in her, like she said in her song, riding in her car with her ratchet friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, F Nigga Free, right, became this kind of ratchet hit. Mm-hmm. Sexy Red. Sexy Red is not a talented rapper. At like, all. And, and this is no shade or hate to her as a black woman. She's not good. She's not no. talented, right? No, no. She, she, music, she she struck lightning. Yeah, she like she struck lightning. She's catchy, right? She kind of has a part of the Cardi effect where she's relatable to some. Like she's authentically yeah. her. So mm-hmm. people buy into that. But like Pound Town is a terrible song. Mm-hmm. Um Ski Ye is a ter- they, they are terrible songs. They're just catchy, right? They're mm-hmm. not good, they're not well produced. There, there are no good lyrics. I'm in Miami looking for the hoochie daddy. Like, girl, that's like, yeah, like, they're, they're, they're not, like, if we're going to keep it a, is, is, yeah, yeah, we're gonna keep it a buck, they're bad. They're yeah. bad songs, but it doesn't deny the fact that they're tick, they're TikTokable. Yeah, right? yeah, you can yeah. dance to them. The fact that you can say, I'm out of town, it's, it's, it's yeah. catchy, right? If you want to put it, you know, and she probably got some one line. Like, if you can get a couple of one liners, a good beat. Yeah. You gotta so like ski ye like all that like it's like the kids are gonna ski ye the same way we was from the windows the same way yeah. we was do like all our little chants and stuff like yeah. it's a it's a re- like the Bible says there's nothing new on the song right there's yeah. a recycling yeah. of everything our parents are out here talking about the roof the, the roof. roof like we we we've all had yeah. our chance I'm black and I'm proud like so yeah. even if it's pro black to super ratchet having our chance having our thing those things are gonna have their place but I think the reason why. The songs are so bad is because of these types of things. Like some stuff is gonna be TikTokable because it's yeah. like Nikki's everybody on Nikki's album with Lucy Vert. I enjoy oh, that. That thing goes. It's a song. Like it's to me, she she talking good. Uzi does his thing. The sample is amazing. The production is dope. But it's also one of those Jersey Club joints where it's just gonna yeah. Yeah. it's gonna hit. But it's also a decent song, it's right? Going. It's, yeah. it's a decent song. So I think I mentioned to you. What's crazy is while like that entire Pink Friday too, like I think I'm a little bit more disappointed. I'm just I'm gonna go into this because I feel like I'm all over the place, but that's okay. Um, Pink Friday too was a little disappointing to me because Pink Friday was such an iconic body of work. Mm-hmm. So for this to be the follow up and not to like really mm. punch us on almost every song, mm-hmm. was, and I don't know that I expected that. 
I was talking to Chancey for another podcast for in real life. My expectations were actually in Hades. Mm. So I think I enjoyed it more than I probably yeah. than a normal because I was expect I was Brian I was expecting the the worst. <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that there were there are about five or six songs out of the twenty, I'm yeah. like okay, I can I can do yeah, this. That's not bad. And, and then those are the five or six that I like. There's another maybe five that are like I won't skip. So that gives me like ten, and mm-hmm. the other ten I'm like I ain't gotta hear these though. Right. Yeah. Um, but I say that to say, like, I just I don't know. It could be a lack of inspiration, but I don't know what from. There's so much happening in the world. So much. We're 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 in a recession like we was before. There's mm-hmm. wars and rumors of wars going on like we've had before. Yeah. There's housing crises. There's crime. There's um people are still out here making money and like we're coming up to an election. There's like some of the same historic things, cultural things that have happened mm-hmm. in the past are happening now. Yeah. Right. So in terms of like what you're inspired, maybe your own personal life, maybe, yeah. co- maybe, maybe that's the thing, Brian, like culturally, mm-hmm. historically, event wise, yeah. things are happening. Yeah. But I think maybe personally, our lives have shit like COVID did change us personally. So yes. we're not engaging with humans in the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're just now starting to go back to like parties and conferences and convenings yeah. at full force. So maybe that maybe being because I know I am most inspired when I am. In the company of people, when yeah. I'm able to, like, I went to the um, this global forum Monday, um, and that was it sparked a lot of critique for another conversation I had for another yeah. day. But it also <laughs> sparked quite a bit of inspiration being around all those amazing black folk doing amazing things in the world, right? Yeah. So maybe that it is it, Brian. Maybe it's a personal disconnection mm-hmm. that artists have um, because think about in the days of the past before yeah. social media, you had to do press runs. Mm-hmm. You had to give interviews. Yeah, you had to, like you had you had to answer your fan mail and yeah. all these other kind of things. And you know, Beyonce is the anomaly. She don't talk to us at all and still produces great music. Right. Um. But at the same time, everybody ain't Beyonce. So let's just stop. Mm-hmm. Right. She can yeah. be a blueprint, but you ain't Beyonce. Right. Um. So so maybe there's a disconnect to people and fans and having a real pulse on what they want. Mm-hmm. Um. But are you Beyonce? But it makes me think though. Even if you're not connecting, are you listening? Because one thing Beyonce said in the album, too, she said, I hear y'all. Mm-hmm. I see y'all. So it further confirms you yeah. got a filter, right? So, yes. Or at least your team is bringing you all this stuff. So like, are you, like for Drake, for example, and, I, and I'm going to throw it back to you. Are you putting out what you want? Or do you really have your ear to the streets? Because yeah. I feel like you have your ear to the streets and you will hear, we want another Marvin's Room. We want another Take Care type album, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we want that Drake. Yeah. But you gave us Poppy, but you gave us like bars. Yes. Right? You know, Rapping so, Drake is undefeated. Yeah, like and Hotline it's, Bling to your point. I know you hated the idea too. It still has its place. It has its place. It's necessary. It was everywhere, so you can put Hotline Bling on the album. Yeah, but like you know what I'm saying, like, but for all the dogs, you was rapping and it was still bad. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was bad. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. I had an, had a follow up question. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a rap up question, but just a follow up question. Okay. So, who do you want to see music from in 2024? Ooh. Like, um, Beyond Destiny Child, right? Beyond Destiny Child, <laughs> we, we know that. We know Destiny Child is going to be a, a person okay. or a, a group that we want to see new music from. Sure. Um, that you feel like they, they can bring out music and it will give 2024 what 2023 did not give us. I would love Chance the Rapper say he's working on a new album. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. a fandom in me. But if he can give us a color book type situation, because mm-hmm. remember when that dropped, bro, he was everywhere. Yeah. 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 No problems. 
He was performing for Obama. He was he was everywhere. Oh yeah, I used to wake up every day and listen to No Problems every day. Bro, his fandom went off on that mixtape. Like he went to superstardom on that mixtape. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like if he gets in his bag, depending on what he does, if he give us a coloring book type album, mm-hmm. chance is gonna be he he gonna hit it strong. I know he's coming out with something. Um, I'm interested in what Usher's going to do with this new album because, yep. like I've said, the last few singles, not that he had a period, but these last two or three, um, mm-hmm. Bad Habit and We Ain't Good, Good, but like those, mm-hmm. those are those are good R&B songs. I like yeah. them. So if he gives us an album full of that, I'm excited about Usher and what he can do for 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we said Destiny's Child, but Beyonce, there are two more acts allegedly in the pipeline. Yeah. I don't know how long of a break she's taken because Renaissance was the tour just ended, but the album was two years ago. Yeah. Right. So in terms of music, she could still take her break from touring, but drop this drop yeah. music. So I'm interested. I'm more interested. I think I think Beyonce is going to give us good music, but I'm more interested in what the two and three is going to be. Yes. Because the My House song is like a rap, but then it kind of went into the pop dance thing. Mm-hmm. House music so i don't know if that's an indication that you know i, I don't know but i'm interested very interested in what the next two acts of this is going to be um somebody who i would just love to hear i would love to get a new wale album okay um i talked about him he's he's a solid rapper and i think he mm-hmm. puts out great music so i would love to see totally again, underrated. i don't know that that's going to hit in 24 but mm-hmm. that was my favorite rap album of 22 mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, I would love to hear something like a body of work where I can just press play on and yep. go. Yeah. Um, and, it, and, and poke it out was a, a great single. Like mm-hmm. it was, it had commercial success. So, you know, and he had a song with angles with uh, Chris Brown. Like that was a, that was a, got some, got some spin too. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirk just gave us an album. So I don't know if I'm looking for anything for him next year. Um, in terms of, I'm, I'm trying to give something gospel, but I have, I'm going to say this is going to sound bad. I have very little faith. In the gospel community, to be honest with you, to give yeah. me an album that I'm going to really enjoy. So, like, for example, I know you said we're going to talk about Jumpy Key, and I definitely want to hear who you're excited about. I don't know that I'm ex- I don't know that I'll be excited about a Jumpy Key album today. I, oh, t- like a, a couple of songs, maybe, but a, a body of work, like Life and Favor as an album, was not my album. Yeah. Right? yeah. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It didn't you know, go what it, it didn't go. Yeah. Like, and then some of the people who, like, I like Erica Campbell, and her love album is cool. But it don't get spins for me like that. Um, Jonathan McReynolds, I don't really, I don't really Jonathan McReynolds like that no more. Yeah, um, yeah. Molly hasn't Mu- really been doing. Good I stuff ain't really been doing like Molly music and his art. Like this last album was cool, but yeah. it wasn't. It had it wasn't the life of Molly transition. Whatever mm-hmm. those albums were called, like those yeah. were amazing bodies of work. Uh, oh, I would be interested in hearing something else from Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's post, she was on post my hotels list. Um, and post mother passing away. Like yeah. Oh, what thing. The pain. I'm actually interested to hear what what Meg gives us. If I'm be mm-hmm. honest with you, after the post, after the church. trial, and she yeah. gave us this album, this very raw song, talking about how she was dealing with depression and you know uh, suicide ideations and things. And not that we celebrate them, she was very vulnerable and raw. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see how they translate into a full body of work. Yeah. Um, because Meg, her um, what's the album where she had like newspapers all over the place? That album was cool. Like yeah, it wasn't like my album, yeah, yeah. but it was a uh, it was it was it was decent. It was good. It was pretty mm-hmm. good. She had really good features. Her um, she had a feature on there with uh, Big Sean and Rick Ross. That was mm-hmm. uh, and Two Chains. That that was that's a that was a, a quartet. I didn't know I needed. That's a really great song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like gospel. I'm trying to really think. Um, I I I, I no faith. 
No faith. Dorinda dropped a really good single during the reunion tour. It's real churchy. I like the single. I don't know that I want. I don't know that I'm looking for a, an album from her though. Mm-hmm. But that single was good. If anything from gospel, I would love to hear like a DJ, like a a Kirk Franklin DJ Khaled type album. Mm. Bring together some. I think that's something I would enjoy. Yeah, like bring together some album. of the best. PJ Morton tried to do it with his gospel according to PJ, and it was okay. It didn't hit. But I mm-hmm. feel like if Kirk, because Kirk is a say what you want, he's a producer par excellence. Mm-hmm. Right, so if he comes together and gives us like a reunion tour situation, but like with a bunch of different features, some Clark sisters, some I would listen to Jonathan McReynolds on that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, Miranda, like some of the big people who are out, I would, I would, that would, that would say for gospel. I would love a collaborative album, mm-hmm. Kirk produced. That's a mix of churchy and current and contemporary mm-hmm. and rap and all of that. And what I think that would be something really great. I don't know who I'm. I feel like if somebody gospel gives us a banger, banger. Mm-hmm. I would be, I'm gonna be pleasantly surprised. Right. Say it that way. Um, but yeah, those are the people just off top. Mm-hmm. And them, some people who I want to hear music from, I just don't have a lot of faith. Like Music Soul Chat, I would love for you to give us a, a Neo Soul album that takes us there. But I yeah. just don't think you're gonna, you're gonna do that. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't think so either. Um, because who's again, on your list? What well, one is Bruno? Oh, that's I mean, he was slipping my brain. Yes. And I'm, I'm looking at his discography now. Uh, Duops and Hooligans, 2010. Uh, Unorthodox Jukebox, 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he kind of went off a little bit and really didn't do much after that. And then he gave us 24 Karat Magic, 2016. So he hasn't had a solo album mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah. Um, Silk Sonic came out in 2021. So he's due for some new music. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Bruno that's a good one, Ryan. <clears throat> uh can give us what we need. Um for the artists that we love, I don't see D'Angelo coming out with another album anytime soon. Don't know if Eric Badu can give us an album anytime soon. Um who else is the standing count? Like I, I just don't see the artists giving us yeah, music at this point. And I I really you know I don't have a lot of faith in the music industry right now in terms of like giving us great stuff. And I guess when we talk about our replay, that might kind of give us a, a indication yeah. of our faith in current music. It's definitely going to give an indication because brother. <laughs> but yeah, I think, a, I think Bruno, Bruno, <laughs> Bruno, Bruno needs to save the day. I think Bruno needs to save the day. I think he can um, do it. Anderson Pack. I would listen to some new Anderson Pack music as well. Um, but other than that, I don't have, I really don't have any any faith in the things. I don't, and it's sad, but I just don't have the faith. I was looking through my playlist again, and Sam Henshaw would love oh, another yeah. album from him. Oh yeah, such an underrated guy. Yeah, uh, I think part of it because he's still based in the UK and they coming over here with us Americans, but mm-hmm. <laughs> where yeah, his, yeah. his music goes, it goes. Um, so you ready to do your replay so we can wrap yeah. up this conversation? We can. Rock you want to go first, or you want me to go? Uh, I can go first. Okay. I mean, so, I don't mind. But go oh, ahead. you can go first. You want to whatever you I mean, want. I don't want to. I'm just asking. Oh, <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this way. I'm gonna do my okay. top ten. So, so I'm gonna skip over the ones because Brooklyn. We have You're a do top ten songs or a top ten artists. I'm gonna do top ten artists first. Okay. Okay. Listen to. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna skip over the ones that Brooklyn may have. Uh, you know, really based off of her. Uh, top ten artists. Number one, Music Soul Child. 
Isn't that like the last two, three years in a row? <laughs> yeah, he, he gets he gets spins. I, I, li- I can listen to him every day. He's my all-time favorite artist. Okay. Uh, Usher, number two. Okay. Boys the Men, number four. Number three. I'm skipping over. I'm sorry, because number three was something that Brooklyn listened to. Disney. Was it, was it Gracie's Corner or something? <laughs> no, it was like, it was um, at one point we were listening to like Disney uh, um, instrumentals. I know you so said Anita like, Baker used to be high because of that. She was oh, yeah. Like, she sleep to Anita. <laughs> right. She used to go to. So Boys the Men, uh, number three. John Piquet, number four. Kendrick Lamar, number five. 112, number six. Fred Hammond, <laughs> Eric Badu, D'Angelo, Drew Hill, SWV. Okay. Bobby Brown rounded out there a little bit, but yeah. There's not a lot of new music, new yeah. artists in in that in that top ten. What about yeah. you? At 2040 minutes is Kirk Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Consistent though. Consistent. Consistent. Number two. Beyonce, Janelle, Giselle knows Carter. That's fair. That's fair. Number three, John P. Key. It says Crazy. the New Life Community Choir, but yeah, that's really yeah, New Life Community Choir. Um, yeah, yeah. Four, Janelle Monet because mm-hmm. Lady Pleasure. Yeah. Five was Drake. Okay, there's a lot that's of fair. old Drake. I listen to a lot of old Drake this year. A mm-hmm. lot of make me proud. Um, it's kind of one of my favorite Drake. I know it's a cliche, kid, but make me proud of Nicki Minaj and Drake is just kind of good to me. It's a good gym song. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vincent Bohannon. Number six. Oh, good one. Good one. The Live in Chicago had me in a chokehold and it kept yeah. in the road. I didn't listen enough to it. I didn't listen to it enough. Um, yeah. And then he put out that new song, I Like to Call Him Jesus or something. That's mm-hmm. a great single. Great single. Um, Chris Brown, number seven. Mm-hmm. And I didn't listen to I listened to 11-11 once. So this is all old Chris Brown. Chance the Rapper, number eight. Definitely got in my bag before the concert, but I listened to him a lot anyway. Um, Molly Music at number nine and rounded out with Migos at number 10. That's a solid, that's a solid top 10. Yeah. And if we go to but, some honorable mentions out there, Nikki is at 11, um, Lil Baby's on there, um, toward the bottom. So, so William Murphy made number 15, but that's only because interesting. Demonstrate is an okay. amazing body of work. Okay. It is by far his best album ever and i was sermon prepping and there were a few songs on there that was really speaking to me and i know i had it on loop and i think mm-hmm. that one day probably put him in there because i literally played there for like two days straight bro like mm-hmm. just demonstrate got it okay yeah. that's the only reason i don't wear yeah. i enjoy william murphy but i don't william murphy like that mm-hmm. but i do remember i was preparing for this one particular sermon about love. He got that song, Your Love, whatever. And I had that thing just, I was just in worship for 48 hours. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I know, I know, I, I can be honest and say, I know that's why. If it wasn't for yeah. that day or those days, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been there. Okay. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Um, you want to do top five songs or top 10 songs? Yeah, I'll do top five songs. I'll start this one out. Okay. Um, All Things by Kurt Franklin off his new album. Okay. Try Love by Kurt Franklin. <laughs> His new album. <laughs> he, he put the singles out first, mm-hmm. and I was playing them, you know, playing them in the car, playing them for the boys. Then when I played the album, of course, they get played again. So, yeah, um, Lipstick Lover, Janelle Monet, number three, Go Hard by Lil Baby at number four, mm-hmm. um, and Working a Fool by Migos. Okay, yeah, all right. So, mine is, is weak with number one. Okay, <laughs> End of the Road by Boys and Men, number two. Although we've got yeah, um, I'll make love to you by Boys and Men. Oh, <laughs> this Boys and Men, it's just yeah. Um, Something. half crazy music soul child. 
Um, and then Untitled. Was that five? I think that's yeah. five. And the honorable mention was For the Love of You, the Isleys. Like, but again, that's all like 90s, early 2000s. Like, it's like nothing was getting a lot of, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Give me your top. I'm going to do three or five albums. I can do five. I can do them quick. Okay. Uh, Age of Pleasure, Janelle Monae. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father's Day, Kirk Franklin. Renaissance, Beyonce, God Be Praised, Molly Music, and um, Asex Location, Ari Lennox. I don't know how that came up so high. but Yeah. All right. So, Confessions, number well, one. Well, I will say, Pressure was in my top 10 songs. So, I guess the album. Yeah, pressure? I played, okay. I played it from the album. Got so, it. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, confessions, number one. Uh, don't Be Cruel. I played a lot of Don't Be Cruel last year, this year, for some reason. Uh, Decreased by Todd Galberth. Um, Baduism. How many of them? One, two, three, four. Baduism. Uh, and this is going to be surprising. Byron Cage live. Okay. I, I was in a, I don't know what, I wouldn't know when it was, but I had brought back, you know, you brought back, bring back an album and it kind of bring you to a certain time. That was, that was what it was. So Byron Cage live, Eric, um, Baduism, um, Don't Be Cruel, Decrease, and Confessions. Which is weird, a weird collaboration, uh, you know. Uh, top five genres. Top five genres. Hip hop. Okay. Gospel. Mm-hmm. Christian. Okay. Contemporary gospel. Uh-huh. <laughs> R&B and soul. So I was loving the Lord this year. <laughs> Even though hip hop came up on number one, Listen. three three Jesus infused genres were there. Oh no, nah, I had a uh, contemporary R and B, R and B and soul, mm-hmm. hip hop, mm-hmm. gospel, and then soul. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was in my feelings all year. I was saved all year. <laughs> I can't wait for next year. Me. I feel like next year's gonna be a lot of. I've been I've been tapping into that old old gospel like. Tremaine Hawkins, Walt Hawkins, like uh, J- I've been trapping into that old James Cleveland. I've been into that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, James Moore, uh, Milton Brunson has been like on repeat, like you know what I'm saying. Just the Milton Brunson's greatest hits, like it's been on that kind of yeah. vibe in my house recently. So I'm I'm interested to see what what next year has to offer in terms of music um, for me. Okay. Well, all right. Anything else you want to add about music and 2023 or whatever? No. Uh, although it it failed us this year, it it gave us a couple of nice gems. Um, but we can always go back and and go back to the, the old trusty, faithful artists um, that we know and know and love. So, I'm music would never fail us in terms of this year wasn't meant the best year of music, but music would never fail us. It'll always be there for us when we need it. Um, any feeling, any emotion, music is that God's gift to the world. So. Uh, we are grateful to the Lord for the music that he has bestowed on us. Either be righteous or ratchet. It is a gift and we appreciate it. Hallelujah to Jesus. So with that being said, on to the next episode of Brian. Let's get into Pockets of Joy. Let's do it. Let's do it. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never, ever bring me down. Do Our puzzle pieces, thank you for sticking around. This is the part of the show, if you're new to the show, uh, where we talk about things that we're doing to intentionally bring us joy. We call it pockets of joy. We talk about what we're doing or planning on doing us to intentionally bring us joy. Joshua, what do you plan on doing or are you currently doing uh, to intentionally bring you joy? Yeah, so um, I think I said it before, but 
I'm going to repeat it. Just leaning into some Christmas traditions, movies, music, food. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we're, we're hosting a little summer summer at the house. And I'm uh, so excited to just be around family and friends. This has been a very busy month, very busy quarter, very busy year. Yeah. So um, I'm excited to to start slowing down. Yeah. This yeah. week is still a busy week. So um, after this week, I will slow down quite a bit. And um, yeah, I can't wait to. I can't wait. I'll talk about that next week. But I got some time off coming. Mm-hmm. I'm about to enjoy. How about yeah. you, bro? Uh, same. Uh, I did some. Got my got a pedicure yesterday. Which pedicure is a thing that just just gives me the joy okay. uh, of the Lord. Um, it is your strength. It is. Um, movies, like you said, I'm. We've been watching a movie, a Christmas movie a day. With Brooklyn, she loves. She loves the Christmas. She loves the things. She loves movies. Mm-hmm. So that's a kind of our thing. Um, and I'm going to same thing with you take some time off. So I'm going to go into the, uh, system, see how much time I have to take. And I'm taking all the time that I can take because I know, uh, you know, I deserve it for one. And then two, I know, um, as we spoke the year before being booked and busy, we were booked and busy this year. I feel like we're going to be even more booked, even more busy or busier, uh, next year. Um, so God is going to do some bigger and better things for us. Um, I really truly do believe that. So I just want to make sure that I'm rested and I have strength for the journey because I know it's going to be, uh, some new, uh, exciting things that God has in store for you and I. So I'm excited. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Jesus. I, re- I really do believe that. I, I believe it too. And I receive it. Um, yeah. did Ronnie Jenkins bring us a letter? Uh, yes. We All do. right. Let's get into it. All right. All right, good people, we are here at the Post Office Box, and before we get into it, we're going to let you know that you, too, can be a part of the show by writing in to Ask the Jigsaw, that is A-S-K, the Jigsaw at gmail.com. We will do a few things. We'll read your letter out loud if we like it. We will give you a pronoun, um, a pseudonym, because we respect your pronouns and your privacy, mm-hmm. and then we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you could receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So, that being said, and accepted, Brian, who do we have, and what do they want? All right, pronouns. She, her. Um, Lily May. Hmm. Okay, Lily May. Lily May. Strong, strong name. Strong, strong name. Lily Straight. May. My grandma's middle name was May. Uh, mm. So, uh, Lily May writes, uh, "Hey Josh, hey Brian. Uh, it's the holiday season, and I have a simple question. I just want to know from you two, what are some of your favorite Christmas traditions?" A group of us at work were talking about it, and the blacks have very different traditions than everyone else in the break room. And I just wanted to know if two of the blackest people I know <laughs> were in line with the rest of us in black America. LOL. Happy holidays, Lily May. I'm glad that you think there were two of the blackest people you know. I'm, I, I, that is I an honor. I pride myself on that. That is an honor. Um, Christmas traditions. Um, We're going to cook a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Christmas Day, I know people do the pajamas and stuff, and my wife has kind of got me into that. But before that, I still put on an outfit that walks in my living room, okay? I put on a full ensemble to go and sit in my living room and sit with my cousins and uncles and them. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, um, What else? Traditions. We're going to listen to the music. We're going to put up our tree, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I think the biggest tradition for black folk, like literally for most holidays, is centered around the food. Yeah, like, because some of the stuff is standard. Like I know some families open up one gift on Christmas Eve. My mama didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You open this stuff. It's Christmas gifts. Yeah. It's Christmas Day. Um, 
we, you know, we didn't have church on Christmas unless it fell on a Sunday. Um, but like we're gonna cook and we're gonna it's gonna be very similar to like Thanksgiving. Big huge meal, traditionally, yeah. Yeah. right? A turkey, a ham, you know, we do some untraditional stuff, but traditional my house, a lasagna, um, mm-hmm. the hog malls, the spaghetti, yeah. the, the 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 macaroni, like 15 different, like 20 different items, 15 different desserts, all kind of drinks, um, all these different types of things. So um I think in terms of traditions, I want to say a lot of it is centered around centered around food yeah and um the other stuff could be like listening to the music Mm -hmm. watching the movies yeah um stuff like that i'm big on actually being among the people Mm -hmm. even though COVID has been a thing i just like i do a lot of online shopping looking at a lot of boxes in front of me right now but brian knows this about me too i like go to the mall and put my hands on the stuff Mm-hmm. And people are so nice and friendly, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. But I think I think most traditions for Black folk is centered around food and gatherings, yeah. and yeah. don't mess up the macaroni, don't mess up potato salad, right? You know, don't buy Big Mama no terrible gift like that. You know, don't bring no don't bring no random white person up in the house <laughs> that mm-hmm. you that you ain't prepped us for, right? In this Black yeah. family, right? Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the cultural stuff like that. Yeah. How about you, Brian? Uh, same, uh, you know, doing the Christmas tree, stocking stuffers, gifts, food is going to be a thing. Desserts are a thing. Um, thankfully, I'm probably a little more conscious this year, but desserts are like a thing. You eat desserts. Like it's just, it, it is what it is. There's, you know, calories don't exist during, during holidays. They do, nope. but then they don't, right? They don't. Um, so you kind of just. that's joy. Yeah. It's, it's freedom. It's joy. It's the music. It's, it's certain art, it's songs, music I'm going to listen to that I probably wouldn't want to listen to all year long. Um. It's it's the clothing, it's the fashions, it's the things of that nature. It's the the gatherings with games, right? You're playing the taboo. You're playing, you know, um, just you know, you may sing at the at the keyboard or whatever, because you know, black joy is a thing in, in, in during Christmas time, right? So it's centered around the food, but it's all centered around family. So even if you don't get the nice gifts and stuff like that, I feel like we always understood as black folks that our our families as dysfunctional as we can be, right? Um, we respect and honor each other and in these moments. Uh, we try our best not to act a fool. Uh, so then we can have a great uh, and prosperous Christmas and lead us into the new year uh, that, you know, just sets us up for, for great possibilities and things of that nature. So uh, hopefully that answered your question. Uh, anything else so. want to add to that? Nope. That's what it is. Hopefully we, we didn't disappoint as two of the black people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, no, I'm not going to get no haircut probably for the rest of the year. We'll see. Oh, I got one scheduled for the um, the Saturday before Christmas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm. A, give I think God I, my best. <laughs> <give God. laughs> Are you preaching Christmas? Nah. Okay. Pass to be here. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Bless All right. Create a conversation. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Puzzle Pieces, thank you for sticking around. This is the point in the show where we get some things off of our chest. We call it a greater conversation. I say it all the time. Tomorrow's not promised to cuss the people out today. Joshua, I kind of already gave my greater conversation in the living room. Do you want to add anything? You did. Do you have a greater conversation? You laid it it out there for Mr. Benjamin. Um, (laughs) You know what? I really don't. Okay. I don't. I do, but I don't. Okay. He's not worth it. Peace. Oh, oof. Yeah. Oof. Mm. The conference I went to, the convener of said conference, is just his attitude and disposition is very disingenuous to the work that he does. Mm. And um, 
Yeah, how do how do you I'm gonna say it like this? How do you lead Operation Hope, and you provide very little hope personally to the communities that you're called to serve? Mm. So and you speak, in very con- you, you speak in very condescending ways about those <laughs> about those groups. It's not cool. Um, mm, Operation and I'll hope. say this. I, now you, Brian got me started. I'm gonna say this. I was in a setting with him, and he said DEI is a business imperative, and that's it. Oh, and this is a black person saying this. Mm-hmm. And um, now I get it that sometimes when we're talking to our white counterparts and executives, we have to show the data, we have to show the numbers, we have to show why it makes sense. But so I don't disagree that DEI is a business imperative <gasps> because it does, uh huh, it does lead to some significant things <gasps> in business advancement. However. That is not the only reason why DEI is important, right? And I got some people who work for him, Morehouse Brothers, who are on his staff. I won't call any names. I won't even suggest anything. Um, who have told me some very disingenuous things he said about DEI. He was kind of forced to make some more palatable statements because of George Floyd, but these are not his true ideas and feelings. And it came out when he said that it's only a business case and nothing more. He doesn't, he doesn't look at it as justice. He doesn't look at it as social good. Um, doesn't look at it from the lens of equity. Um, and re- and again, it contradicts what the organization you lead represents. So, um, and listening to him and being around the forum, he's an extreme narcissist. Um, mm. And I just, no, yeah. So anyway. I can, I can see that. So yeah, that's my greater conversation. He looks like he, uh, um, never mind, I'm not disparaged of another black man. Yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't call his name out. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you know, you know. But that's it. All right. So, All right. I guess that's it. With that being said, still an example. That's another episode <laughs> of the Jason Podcast. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, uh, Felicia Navidad, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. We're not done. We have one more episode in the tank. One more. Um, and can I just tell them? Can I tell them, Brian? You can tell, you can tell right. people. So next week we're gonna be out. Your favorite guest, your favorite living room um, partner is gonna be here. Chancy Page, our brother in real life and of the pod, is gonna be here with yeah. us probably the whole episode. We're just gonna let him come and sit yeah. with us the whole episode, just yeah. cackle and cut up. If you know Chancy. Then you know what next week is going to be like. <laughs> okay. Um, and we'll give you another heads up. It's going to be a full culture code game night type of episode with our homies. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of laughing, a lot of joy. Uh-huh. And I cannot wait to do that. Um, so, yeah. So that's the big that's the big announcement, I guess, as we end the year. We got one more episode in the tank. We told y'all we we're going to do a recap episode. We're going to make sure y'all have that the last week of December. Um, but, yeah. Anything else, Brian? No, that's pretty much it. Uh, continue to follow and uh, all the kind of things. I am Brian here. I am Josh Rogers, the Jigsaw Podcast. Oh, Check yeah. us out, engage and all that kind of stuff. Let the people know. Uh, let us know what you want, what you want to hear, questions, comments, concerns. Ask the Jigsaw at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. We're on every platform you can think of imaginable. So continue to do it. We had some great numbers this year. We can do better next year. So please tell somebody about how great this is. Uh, complete continue to share man we do appreciate all the great things we would be great without you but we have been greater with you so thank you puzzle pieces uh and before we head out josh let the people know what they um need to do do what you can while you can and very best ways that you can and all you're doing please 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 do not get caught with your work undone talk to y'all next week peace